0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid, our 48 minutes college basketball podcast. I am Tim Daniel. I'm excited for this week's episode. A really cool group of guests we have here. I'm excited to be talking about his thread line, something I'm a big fan of. Uh, you can check it out. It's 199 Threads. You can check him out, 19, that's 1-9, and then N-I-N-E.com. Or uh, you can check out their collection of college basketball apparel for the vintage look. And this is Mr. Josh Barnett, owner of Nineteen Nine. Josh, welcome to the show,
1: man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. So I realized I had to reach out to you because you had the Xavier uh, collection come out this year, and you know the Running Man's, which we're going to show later on the show. We're going to talk about. It's something everyone in the Xavier. So everyone in the Xavier community loves the running man uniform they love the byron larkin era they love that that blue and white together so when that came out i was like man i gotta i gotta get this guy (laughs) on the show
1: yeah man those uh those those always sell well uh xavier always shows out the city of cincinnati just in general yeah um shows out for us so uh whatever we can do to keep those fan bases happy we'll we'll continue to do and we got it we we i and we 199 have to come to a Xavier uh, Cincinnati game. That's on the bucket list. We haven't we haven't been to one yet.
0: Yeah, I work it every year. So when you're here, just let me know, and we'll.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah.
0: We'll meet up. We'll we'll show you around. So before we get into kind of like everything with the collections and stuff, I do want to bring this up real quick. So about Josh. Josh is the uh, host of Run It Back on the Truth Media Network, which is part uh, part of the 19 uh, collaboration with 199. Also, 199 creative content. He hosts is part of Hardwood History. Uh, which is a really cool show on there, and if you go to their website and click on the stories tab, you can see some different things about their podcasts, uh, stories about uh, the U. Uh, they, they update this pretty weird, pretty often. One of my favorite things you guys do is the uh, Ghost of college basketball past, and I always thought, I always think that's pretty neat. And I just read it recently when you guys talked about uh, when Notre Dame broke the UCLA win streak, and as someone who grew up a Notre Dame fan, that was pretty cool to
1: read yeah absolutely um we we have uh uh the chucker who uh writes for us, and we have Ian Stonebrook, who also has written for us too so we that's have my guy yeah Stonebrook is yeah, okay. how do you know him?
0: he goes on here um right at the end of the year, so he wrote that article for for a uh, boardroom
1: uh, yeah, about yeah, yeah.
0: uh about the Jordan era bearcats
1: yep, yep, yep. So Ian's a good guy, man. He he's a great guy. I actually just talked to him today, um, but yeah, he contributes to that. They do a great job, and then obviously we do all the the graphics and stuff. And and uh uh, it's it like the 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 blog is just fun. It, it just gives more of a story than what our uh, or it adds to the story of our products. We never want to be a company that just like sells, sell, 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 sells. sells, sells, sells. Um, and, and we understand that people buy the story as much as they're buying the product too. So all that stuff is important. And as we grow that will continue to grow too. And we have a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I want to kind of go through this. Um, we'll kind of go through the origins of 19.9, if that's cool with you. Yeah, fine. Um, whatever. Yeah. Kind of just talk a little bit about um, how the, how the website started you know, how the idea came together. Um, I saw you guys are based out of Indianapolis. Um, So not, you know, two hours from here, um, frequent some pacer games a few times a year to go check out, you know, when they play the bulls. Um, But uh, you know, what, what kind of, where did this idea strike to kind of put this together and make this website? And for as far as like these apparel line,
1: Yeah, so it started when we were unhappy. So it the the four founding members were two IU guys, two Michigan State guys, and uh, and both of us, uh, both sets, always complained about not being able to find uh, like a good T-shirt that they wanted to buy when we would Mm -hmm. go back and visit IU and visit. Uh, Michigan State, and we're a little snobby when it comes to t-shirts, self-admittedly. Uh, <laughs> so um, we couldn't really find anything, and that's where the idea started. And then um, I'm a, I'm like a big high school guy, especially like being in Indiana and the tradition of Indiana basketball, sure. high school basketball. So really, it kind of morphed from. Uh, when it originally started being talked about, it was serving the underserved um, high school market with like good T-shirts. And we've done a Hoosier Heroes line a-, a long time ago, like with Milan and Bedford North Lawrence and stuff like that, which was really cool and fun to do. Uh, but we cl- quickly realized, you know, that wasn't like an easy customer to reach. You know, most of uh, most of those those. Uh customers are just getting that shirt for the four years that their kids are there and they just want to throw sure. you know ten dollars at a shirt, they don't really give a shit. So um we uh we shifted to um collegiate apparel pretty quickly and um got butler was our first license. And uh after we got that first license and kind of figured it out, and Lindsay Martin, who was there now at DePaul um she was great and kind of guided us along how that process went and um from there kind of the rest is history although it's you know a sli- slow 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 climb to where we've gotten it to um today a lot of hard work
0: so i counted by hand so this could be off and you can correct yeah, that's fine. Me i won't I'm know anyways <laughs> um looks like when i count when i went through your website you guys have about 70 schools right now that you have a license sure with yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know <laughs> yeah.
0: 70 schools across seven conferences which is pretty awesome um that's really impressive honestly and so when you kind of go through that process and you know however much you're allowed to tell me that goes behind the yeah, curtain fine. Here, no, um, open book. what is that process like as far as like when you guys so let's say kentucky you guys reach out to uk and you're like hey you know we want to you know, go through the Eddie Sutton through Rick Patino eras. We're going to bring those shorts back. We're going to make these t shirts. How do you guys, like, how does that process start for you guys?
1: Well, there's third party vendors that that take care of all of that. So, you really early on, um, CLC is one of the big ones. Now, Kentucky mm-hmm. is with Fermata. Um, and there's a few of ours that are with Fermata. And there's a few of our schools that are with Affinity. But our, our biggest uh, group of schools is with CLC. Um, and when you first get started, they're looking out for their client. So when you're unproven, it's really hard to get uh, license deals. So we would kind of sorry, CLC, we would go around CLC um, and try to reach those people at the the schools, the licensing directors. And we and we reached a few great ones that kind of got us off and going. Um, and once you get off and going, you kind of prove prove yourself, improve the model and get fan bases excited, it becomes a lot easier. And and now we, we worked hand hand in hand with Formata, with CLC and with affinity. They're great people there. We, we, we have our own kind of teams are, our connects um, within those communities. Now those third parties. So licensing becomes a lot easier um, than it once was. So uh, with Kentucky, we went through Fermata. So when we got Kentucky, we also got Oregon and we also got Wisconsin and we also got Georgia um in houston or no houston's affinity um but we got uh several miami if i didn't say miami but we got several of the of schools you know kind of grouped together so like once one falls like they start to fall as long as you can you can do right by them um and follow the rules you know you're in good shape now that is like a very, very quick summary of eight years of working sure. to get that. <laughs> um, and it wasn't easy. And that was probably the biggest struggle of the entire company. Uh, starting off was, was the licensing part.
0: So do those companies you kind of mentioned, they kind of help you. So like obviously prime example, Kentucky is a Nike elite school. Yep. Um, so do you guys ever have anything where you have to like, go through nike to do like say like can we do this or do they kind of take care of all that for you
1: every now and again you do uh, okay. and a lot of that depends on what nike and just we'll call them the the, the shoe companies because the, they run across the board right right um we have some nike schools we have some adidas schools we have some under armor schools so shoe companies if they have something going on like we wanted to bring back the i'll get the year wrong darvin ham texas tech 95 ish 96 mm-hmm. uh, Texas Tech shorts, but Under Armour was doing them and they were wearing them on court. And then Under Armour was supplementing that with shorts in um, for sale for retail. So we we had to back off. We couldn't we couldn't come in and, and do those on top of that and, and cannibalize uh, Under Armour sales. Purdue wore the Big Dog 93, 94 shorts. They still wear them from time to time. Uh, but Nike had no plans of uh, supporting that in retail. So when that went through Nike, Nike was like, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. We don't have any plans to produce. So um, it, every now and again, we have to go through Nike. But uh, most of the time, our, our shorts are a little unique because they're not made of the same materials. They have pockets in them. Um, we don't broadcast or advertise ourselves as on court providers. Sure. Um, you're not getting an authentic uniform uh piece with us. You know, you're you're getting more of a nostalgic fashion piece. Um and that's where we kind of live.
0: Okay, sure. So do you guys I mean, for you, I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this question. It might be a little confusing. It's all good. I look at a company like Homage. I'm you know I'm in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So oh. I'm I'm around their stuff all the time, whether it's you know Columbus, Cincinnati, they've expanded mm-hmm. out to Pittsburgh. Just uh, talked to
1: Ryan today, actually. So the, the, the owner there.
0: Yeah, there are stuff. I'm, I'm wearing it now, actually. I, I
1: noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I tried to get your guys a Xavier quarters. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. So, <laughs> um, you know, is that something where you necessarily, I, you know, by the way, you kind of sound friendly in that conversation there. I wouldn't necessarily say they're quote unquote a competition per se, but how would you, you know, when you have someone who kind of you tell about your apparel line, you know, where Amish specializes, you know, forever, it was just like, the the colleges, yeah. like how would you guys kind of say like when someone's like well why would i buy from you guys compared to an homage what do you kind of say in that circumstance
1: yeah yeah i mean i don't know if we ever really have those conversations to be honest like they're they're not the only ones there's there's several other companies uh in the printable side that are like us now you can't go to those sites and get the shorts that we do you can't go to those sites and get the quarter zips or the retro bags or the practice jerseys you know like if you if you want college basketball stuff you're going to come to us you know like anybody can go anywhere and get a hoodie anybody can go anywhere and get a t-shirt um but that other stuff is pretty exclusive to us right now anyways um so that's where we kind of pick up our our fan base yes we're very very niche uh you know, you mentioned homage and they have spread themselves across the board and they have NFL licensing and MLB licensing and WWE they do pop now. culture, WWE pop culture and all that stuff. And they do it well, um, but they don't really have like a real emphasis on the college basketball space. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we catch a lot of customers in in that niche, you know, yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, I, I really like your guys' designs. I really appreciate, you. It. like you said, kind of like the, the throwback look. I love the classic hoop shirt with the school name on there and the mascot. I always like that a lot. The U of L one, I think, is freaking so cool.
1: It, uh, like, okay, so Louisville, I, we're actually so we started in Indianapolis and mm-hmm. we're now in Evansville, so we're like right on the Kentucky border. So our headquarters, yeah, yeah. okay, is in Evansville. So. We're we're surrounded by Kentucky fans and Louisville fans. I have never liked Louisville in my life. Okay. I love every piece of Louisville stuff. Like I wear Louisville shit all the time now because like <laughs> and so I'm cool. like and so and our other owner who's a um one of our other owner who's a Michigan State grad, he was like, just one day like he came down and was wearing a louisville shirt and he was like dude i can't take this louisville stuff off like we had never had that conversation before (laughs) he was like i've never liked louisville in my life he's like i can't take the like our louisville stuff so good i was like dude me too (laughs) it it was pretty funny it is man but it's like
0: so cool like i'm the same way like um you know i have the schools i root for per se but like i i love sports apparel i just i always have like you know, I've collected baseball caps forever. For when I worked at Lids, I was a, I grew up a Reds fan, but I had you know a Red Sox hat, a Mariners hat, a you know just because yes. I was like the look of that, and that's kind of where like you guys come in. Like you mentioned, Evansville, I think the stuff you guys have with the Aces and the Cards, I think that just looks so cool. It's so and cool. Uh, yeah, people, and it's just so people neat. don't
1: remember that uh Evansville Xavier rivalry either. That thing was, no was real, like real. <laughs> that was when I was growing up down here. It was heated.
0: Yeah, I was um. Just from being around there. So I've covered I've covered Xavier now for about five, six years. Okay. And just kind of being around there, they kind of tell you a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of guys still there from then. And you know, Evansville comes up a lot. And then uh Miamiville, Ohio, when Ron Harper was there, comes up a okay. lot.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's a little bit before a little yeah. before my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I get that.
0: Yeah, I worked uh Xavier Evansville game when Walter McCarty was the coach at Evansville.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Short lived.
0: Yeah. Be <laughs> Kentucky and then was gone.
1: We won't yeah. talk about why. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, man. <laughs>
0: Do you um so you you know, one of the things I looked at I saw your website, I really thought was cool too. Yeah, you guys obviously, you know, your main helm is different schools and different colleges. Um you guys had the slam collection and you had the five-star basketball collection, which Tate Frazier just did that podcast in the history of five-star. That's really awesome. I suggest any basketball fan listens to it. Tate's a good dude. Yeah. I haven't, I've met him once. I went to a live show that him and Titus did in Louisville. Incredibly
1: nice. Yeah. It was Um,
0: He taught me, he told me a lot about like podcasting stuff. He was awesome.
1: Yeah. Very good.
0: When you like, put those stuff together is there like more ideas you guys have for that in the future more things you want to look into like the and one street ball tour is that something that could happen for you guys or
1: you never say never on any of that stuff um i think what what our challenge is moving forward now is to find those collabs and and fill our space instead of continuing to go to the officially licensed collegiate well over and over and over again Mm -hmm. Um, we're gonna have to mix it up uh, and we're going to have to collab with people And we have some awesome Like collabs in the works That we have NDAs with And, and can't really speak on sure. um, But you like Collabs are funny because you never You never feel like it moves As fast as you want it to And then like there's just times where you're like This thing's dead in the water And then an email or a call will happen And you're right back in it um, But I'm going a little bit off Off kilter here but um yeah like we we need to and we do and we will we have some collabs coming with stuff like that because the five-star stuff is so awesome and we sponsored uh yeah we sponsored thank you we sponsored a um a five-star camp in brooklyn i think it was brooklyn uh, right before COVID hit, like the summer before COVID hit, where we where we handed out the shirts and did all that stuff. And it's just cool to connect with the community and, and all that. So we're definitely looking for more opportunities. We think we have some uh, in the till, but it really doesn't get better than five star. If you're if you're talking about right. like summer, summer basketball uh, tradition, you know, and it feeds right into the collegiate stuff, too. They they, they just have so much cool stuff. Um, if you don't have the mag yet, I'll, I'll send you the mag when uh, uh, this week.
0: Oh, sounds great, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, cuz I saw you can also buy the Slam 50 Greatest College Basketball Players mag on your website as well.
1: I helped with that one. So, That's really cool. I, for 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 better or for worse, part of that list is my doing.
0: <laughs> I love stuff like that. I like Yeah, it's fun. I'm like I have like a role on like our pod shows here because we do NBA and college ball on this network. Okay. And like I was like we do a strict rule that we can't have the goat debate because it's stupid. But then again, if it's like someone throws me like a top ten list, I'm going to look at it.
1: Like. Yeah, absolutely. Lists are fun. I think I. I really there was only one. One omission that I wasn't proud of, and it was uh, it was a Carolina team, maybe oh five, whatever that Sean May team was. I think that was 05. oh yeah um and it got down to we had so many carolina teams we we wanted to mix it up but that's probably the one that i get beat up on the most other yeah. than that i'll stand by the list but i i understand the argument there
0: do you have like a you know do so you're from are you an iu grad i am yes okay do you have a favorite collection you guys have done individual school wise it's not indiana
1: uh yeah because the iu stuff is just like iu stuff like it's never changed the short like we can do the 1976 shorts they look just like the 1987 shorts that really don't look that different than what they wear today you know and and that that's cool as an alum i love that because i love i love the tradition but um yeah i mean i'm proud of everything like all this stuff is like our our kids as we're creating them you know the mm-hmm. all all the skews are like there's a story behind it there's a creation behind it there's a love hate process with it we love it we love it we love it we look at it every day and then by the time it releases three months later we're like i don't even care anymore let's just move on to the next one and then we sure. come back to loving it then again you know down down the line um Yukon's a really good collection. Cincinnati's a really good collection. Uh, Villanova is a great collection St. John's is incredible um, with their their wild shorts um, you know just a, a few Georgetown obviously has great stuff. Uh, we have Arizona coming up which will be my 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 new favorite Ooh. yeah so a little breaking news there but that'll that'll come uh, for like day miles
0: Simon Mike Bibby era
1: absolutely so we're gonna Ooh. do a, a, a 25th anniversary uh, cool launch yeah so that'll be part of our hardwood heaven our hardwood heaven is this premise of uh we did it last year too it'll be a micro site within our site that you get to go and kind of have some like user um experience mm. and move around a, a map and uh click on different icons that'll take you to different collections and uh arizona will be um arizona will be one of those so we're super excited for that
0: you're going to get all the Kentucky fans
1: mad at you for that one. <laughs> yeah. I, well, what's wild is as you do research and we watch old games and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it never really registered to me when I was growing up that Kentucky could have went back to back to back. And, yeah. I mean, really they were only one overtime away from that not happening with Simon and Bibby. But if they, if they win that overtime, then you're looking at a th- three-peat, which is wild to think of, especially with college basketball.
0: They like to say, they being Kentucky fans, that they're one Derek Anderson away from from a 3 P. We all have that, though. Like, yeah, like we do. IU,
1: fan, IU fans were one Scott May broken wrist away from being back-to-back undefeated champs, 74-75, 75-76. And we were Larry Bird hitchhiking home away from running the table for a lot longer than that too. Like everybody has those those what ifs and those injury guys and like Cincinnati in ninety nine with Kenyon Martin too. Yeah. That's like do one. they win it all? Um that Yukon team was insane, but that Duke team was insane. And so was that Cincinnati team, but we kinda got cheated out of it. Like you could do that forever, right?
0: Yeah. I know. I was like uh yeah, I mean Xavier's had a few of those ourselves too. So um I know the one thing like what I was like looking through and like you guys like talked about like different uh just the different collections and stuff in that era. Have you guys tried? And you can just wink or you can tell me like if it's an NDA, that's totally okay. No, it's cool. Have you, have you tried for the denim era Kentucky's yet?
1: Yeah, so I will I'll, I'll give you some breaking news on that too. We're we're in the process of designing those. Ooh. Um the, the tough part with those was we couldn't find any usually the source stuff will go to eBay and we'll just buy. Mm-hmm the old stuff and then then we can scan it through, we can copy it, we can redesign it. And we just couldn't find any pieces of apparel from that era, Kentucky, for sale. So we can get the pattern right. Sure. Um, so we found a Walter McCarty jersey. I think I paid $135 for it. I mean this thing's beat to shit. Um but we but it's got the pattern on there, right? So um that that's all that matters. And then uh Somebody asked us that on Twitter, and so I just put out there like, "Hey, we couldn't find anything off eBay for the longest time. We finally got it." Well, one of our our customers replied like, "Why didn't you ask?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know who has stuff and who doesn't right. have stuff." And so he sent us uh, two pairs of shorts um, from that era, and so he was like, "Just send them back," and he's like, "I've had them forever, so we're, we're going to send him a free pair of shorts whenever we uh whenever we produce them." But so now we have a pair of shorts and we have a jersey. So yes, we will take care of denim.
0: Those will not last long on your site. I can assure no. you that much.
1: Yeah, none of that Kentucky stuff does.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'll have to see that. I'm looking forward to that. Because I was like... Yep. I gr- i mean, I live in Northern Kentucky. I'm right outside Cincinnati. But here, it's still yep. like a big UK fan base. So, like, I was a kid during the Tony Delk teams. And, like, those are okay. like... Yeah, so, like, I my dad was a big Kentucky fan. So, I grew up watching those teams. So
1: I would argue, and I've said it on other pods, too. But I would argue that that 96 team is maybe... Maybe one of the most underappreciated from a talent standpoint, usually when like like when those I think we ranked them in slam. I had them in my top six, I think, you know, I had them pretty high. Now, obviously, I wasn't going to rank like UCLA's Lou center teams, one through four and stuff like there's a little bit of that when you're creating a magazine too. which, you know, all this is up for debate. But I for sure had they landed in the top ten. Um, for sure in the mag because I was pretty adamant that that they were underappreciated. But I remember growing up in Evansville and before that 96 season, people were saying that their second team would be the number two ranked team in the country. You know, that's I just that. how, how deep, yeah, I remember that like vividly. And I just remember how deep they were. And then I think it was the first game of the season, UMass and John Calipari, you know, ironic as it is, uh, Marcus Camby and Edgar Padilla and uh, Carmelo Traviso just went nuts on them and, and beat them. And everybody's like, what the hell and then they didn't like i don't even think they lost again they maybe lost to like arkansas once during the year or something yeah like i think that. they had they two were,
0: losses that year if I remember they correctly. were
1: incredible though like just an incredible team and then they avenged that loss to uh umass in the in the final four you know in new jersey so
0: yeah that's right uh Don McNabb on that syracuse team
1: yeah on the 96 it was really i don't think he played much but that was no. that was really like john wallace's uh john wallace otis hill uh there was that jason dude that was a white dude and burt Berg, bergden or bergman i can't remember but they yeah they had some ballers man
0: yeah they were awesome i will ask about this before we get into a couple collections sure notre dame i'm sure it's impossible yeah. i know how they work
1: it's not impossible. Um, it's not impossible. There, there's some uh, production. Uh, there's some production issues that we'll have to work through. So, uh, potentially finding a second source from where we produce now, uh, just because of their brand guidelines. But once we are able to work through that, um, you know, not to put words in or not to put it out there, but um, I think we should be in good shape. We've had great conversations with them.
0: Cool. Yeah, because I know like. The Alphonso Ellis era Notre Dame stuff always looks so cool to me. So I always wanted to get my hands Adrian on Adrian
1: he has some wild ones from yeah. his day there. Like there's there's a like okay, like if you if you just put yellow and then put like a green clover on there somewhere and then throw some navy in there like that's people will buy it. Yeah, like how how does that how do you miss? Like that's pretty easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. So let's kind of show real quick, Josh, uh, some of the collections you guys have on the website sure. right now, uh, just so we can kind of get some people here who, if they're paying attention, they can watch you and they can see what they're going to buy. And I want to start because you guys just announced this one fairly recently. This is your HBCU collection.
1: Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and a lot of really cool stuff here. So Howard um, had literally the Buffalo Bills logo with the same colorway at yep, times. Yep. Um You've got Coppin State, who now has their head coach is Juan Dixon, former Maryland Terrapin.
1: Um, Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten that. That's right.
0: I I worked at Coppin State game last year, and I was like, oh, shit. I forgot he was there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. That's cool, man. Yeah, and you got to let
0: me know. Hampton's obviously a really popular one. Uh, Talk about kind of putting this group together. Obviously, you know, especially uh, HBCUs are getting so much recognition now. Actually, when I had Ian on, uh, the show at the end of the 2021, we talked about Chris Paul and everything he's been doing for HBCUs. So right. talk about kind of putting this collection together.
1: So originally the shorts came last year with, uh, in a collaboration with slam and we felt like slam was really, um, who's a partner of ours. Um, but we thought that they were really on the front lines of all the um, social justice stuff. And they were putting out special edition magazines, um, putting it really out there on their social media. That's, that was like, Right up their alley. And we didn't think that we were quite there yet. Um, so when what we did was we did the line of shorts with slam and we just did it as a slam exclusive and let them take it and tie it into Black History Month and all that stuff. And we thought that the the message and the voice, their voice was stronger than ours in that regard. Um, at that time. So we passed that off to them and then we came back, we were going to add four more schools and the licensing just didn't get caught up in time, um, to do it. But this is a collection that we're going to keep visiting. We're going to keep coming back to each February, uh, with black history month. Um, and some of the things that, that they have going on, um, I saw that they had a game on before the uh, the the dunk yeah. contest and stuff yesterday, which is really cool and um, all that stuff. So we just want to continue to add to this line. It'll always stay up on ninety nine dot com now, um, under our collections tab. There'll be a HBCU uh, tab up there, and we look forward to just kind of adding to it as we uh, as we move on each year.
0: Yeah, my wife is an HBCU alum. So Okay, cool. Yeah, so she kind of told me about what it was like to kind of go to the school like that and kind of the culture and stuff and it was really cool. So that's something I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh and we know Steph um is a big uh big Howard guy or uh, yeah, big Howard guy, you know, yeah. he funds the the golf program and stuff. So we got we got a package heading to him. So we'll see if he wears it.
0: North Carolina A&T, S.J.R. Smith now, you know? So. Yeah,
1: so A&T was one of the original ones I was trying to do because they were Jordan brand. If you remember yeah. like, way back, they were Jordan brand, and I cannot find an image of those shorts anywhere. But I remember that they were for sale retail from Jordan brand um, back in the, the early 90s. Uh, and it came out the same time that the Cincinnati cat scratches came out, and it came out uh the same time that uh St. John's, Eric Barkley, Bootsy Thornton, Ron Artest, Jordan Brand came out. So the like those were three of the schools: St. John's, A and T, and uh, shit, the other one I mentioned that I that I already forgot, um, Cincinnati. So, yeah. like, I remember all that, but I, I cannot – and it's, I'm like, man, that's not that long ago. There should be multiple pictures of these things everywhere. And we we run into that all the time where it's like anything from 99, 98, there's not just a lot of images out there, which is, like, crazy to me. But it's funny.
0: Yeah, H- um, I just watched – so Cincinnati, after the crosstown, had a run where they played a bunch of HBCU schools, like back-to-back-to-back, to Back to Back, which was cool. Um, yeah. You know, they played, like, Tennessee Tech – um, I saw him play Florida a and Florida a has a deal with LeBron now where they yep. have the King logo on the jerseys. They're wearing the, spe- the special edition LeBron That's 19s. Cool. They were awesome. They were so yeah. cool. Yeah, was, that is so,
1: cool.
0: I'm excited about that. This is the collection. It's obviously very close to home. I want to talk about this is the Xavier collection. Okay. Um, got a little screenshot here of a former Xavier player, former Indiana Pacer as he's recovered from ACL injury, Edmund Sumner shouting you guys out with the rocking the old running man shorts um <laughs> ed's a one of my favorite humans ever um that's cool
1: you
0: know one of my favorite xavier players so we've got the the classic quarter zip that i said i tried to find on the website the classic xavier hoodie which looks just pretty similar to what i'm wearing now um the t-shirt i mentioned earlier and obviously you got the classic era shorts the tyrone hill era the byron larkin era i uh, just really really love this collection man i'm really really excited about that so and i, yeah, I they're, they're great people over there so
1: yeah 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 xavier's been great they've been a great partner uh from the jump so um it's always fun we hadn't done anything xavier in a while like the 87 shorts we'd done a while back the the 97 silver shorts we've done the navy ones like a while back but we hadn't updated and it was funny we had all this stuff just sitting waiting to launch and all of a sudden our our um our twitter feed started kind of not blowing up but we were getting like hey did did you guys drop xavier or like you haven't done anything for xavier in such a long time and it was funny because it was happening literally like two days before this drop (laughs) so we were like man you're gonna love us on friday like sorry it's taking us so long but you're gonna love us you know come friday and uh the the launch did did great and it was awesome and those uh, I think you referred to him as the Tyrone Hill um, shorts. Those are like the Brian Grant shorts to me because I remember sure. watching him play um, against uh, UE down here in those shorts and, and just being an absolute monster. And I was like, who the hell is this dude? Like, I didn't know they ever had ballers. I was like 11. <laughs> I didn't know any better.
0: <laughs> I interviewed Brian a couple of years ago, and he's awesome. Just like an yeah. awesome dude. Big that's fan cool, of this. cool, man. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So kind of keep it going cross down here. Uh, we've got the Cincinnati Bearcats era um, really kind of mimicking the Jordan brand era with the stripes, which is just awesome. Uh, I love that. Uh, the hardwood history, obviously the quarter zip here. Um, Melvin Levitt one of my really good friends. Okay. So, that's awesome. know, s- seeing all this stuff is really neat. I know uh, Alex Meacham. I think uh, he, he, he has some love for these. Alex is a buddy of mine as well. Um, I absolutely love the reversible Jersey. This is just a sweet grab, man. It, it was hard not to spend all my money on this.
1: Yeah, no, thanks. Um, yeah, so, like, non-pictured there, my favorite uh, my favorite college shorts of all time are the 96 Cincinnati uh, yeah. shorts. Like, I, I grew up, I, I love Damon Flint. Like, Damon Flint is one of my favorite all-time college basketball players and most of the time when i tell people that they're like who the hell is damon flint and uh like i always just wanted to be like six 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 seven run point and have a left like a left-handed jump shot like because it looked so pretty um i was a huge calvert chaney fan too for for same reasons but sure. uh yeah damon flint and uh danny forts in that era those 96 shorts i'd like the stripe across the butt we have something really special coming up in uh in april first day of april second day of april something like that, that that cincinnati fans are going to love
0: nice yeah i'm sure they'll be excited about that then wanted to touch on this real quick so when i told a bunch of people that i was going to be talking with you on the pod josh okay they all asked me to make sure will these shorts come back
1: in stock <laughs> yeah the problem is they come back people miss them and they're out of stock again you know so yeah. uh yeah yeah so, the let's see, the 93s have come back twice. The 95, those catch scratch ones have come back twice. They're the the coolest. 80, They're
0: so 80, cool. Thank
1: you. Thank you. That's, so, Apex, those are old Apex shorts. Apex used to just do it right. Like, Apex had Kentucky, those um and our uh St. John's ones that have the the New York skyline on them are our old brand called Apex uh who originally designed those. Um the 88 Rex Chapman's those are coming back soon and then the the one that's not pictured is the 78 uh Goose Givens shorts mm-hmm. and that that was so when we launch a new school we allow you to sign up to get a 15 minute head start. Um we've only and, and we did it for the Fab 5, we did it for Cincinnati, we did it for everybody. And the only pair we've ever had sold sell out before that 15 minutes before they got released to the general public was the Kentucky 1978 shorts. And I mean, Kentucky fans went nuts. Like, I remember during the Fab Five launch, I'm like, should I turn this off? Like, we're not going to have any pairs to launch, you know, by the time it hits 11 o'clock Eastern. Um, and then in the Kentucky one, like it was like a double freak out because I was like, they- they're gone. <laughs> like, like these shorts are gone. Like people are waiting at 11 o'clock. And we always give our, our email subscribers, uh, like I said, a 15 minute head start on that. And so they are the the only ones that have sold out um, in that 15 minute span and they are coming back. The last week of March, as part of Hardwood Heaven, so Kentucky fans will have uh, a chance to not only get the '78, uh, but the '93s are coming back in white to celebrate that '93 Final Four in New Orleans.
0: Ooh, the Jamal Mashburn era.
1: Yeah, Mashburn. He was God. one of the he was one of the best college basketball players I've ever seen.
0: One of my favorite players of all time. Not even gonna lie.
1: He's incredible. underappreciate. Yeah. That era was just special, though. Like Jim Jackson, Fab Five. Mashburn, you yeah. Know. I mean, that that, that Chaney was around that time. Uh, yeah, like, that early 90s was just stupid. Everybody talks mid-90s, but early 90s was crazy as hell, too.
0: The 93 draft is low-key underrated.
1: Low yeah, key. I, I'd have to go back and look to see. Chris who Weber, who Penny Hardaway, Weber. Jamal Penny. Mashburn. Yep. Sean Bradley. Uh, Rodney Rogers
0: in there, too? Yeah, uh, Robert Ory.
1: Ory. So. Okay.
0: And then uh, LaChail Sprewell, because he was his Alabama teammate.
1: Yeah. We try to do those Sprewell, uh, Alabama shorts. We really want to do the Spreewell and Ori's, but they say SEC in the middle of the A, which is uh, kind of funny. Um, uh, And we don't have licensing with the, the conference yet. So couldn't do it. Yeah.
0: Because that was the year after Shaq. Yes. At, at LSU, he had 92.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shaq Every- lost his lot, last game, collegiate game to Indiana in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. I think. And then, so did uh, so did Jordan. That's right. Yeah. before, yeah. We, we we have to hold, man. As Indiana fans, we have to bring up the past, man. We got to hold on to a, anything we can grab at this point, man. It's it's been a, a long, tough road here the last few years for the Hoos <laughs> for the Hoosiers. <laughs>
0: our um, we cover Northern Kentucky University, so we actually got to send one of our our intern up there to work the game at Assembly this year. And he said it was the coolest thing he got to do, so that was awesome.
1: Yeah, so I get killed for this. Like, I think Assembly Hall like sucks as a venue. (laughs) Um, I I get killed for it, and and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the atmosphere. The atmosphere is incredible. That building just sucks, though. Like, it's not like conducive to. I feel like Rupp
0: Arena is the same way.
1: You, yeah. Well, see, I like (laughs) Rupp. (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm I'm not I'm not supposed to say that. I know that. Um uh, but I, I, I didn't mind Rupp at all. But like Indiana is known for having these cathedrals to basketball mm-hmm. uh from the high school level to the college level. And we have Hinklefield House, which is one yeah. of the GOATs. And Mackey Arena at Purdue is incredible too. There's not a bad seat. And then assembly halls, like man, if you're in rows thirty-two through thirty-five, you can't even see the scoreboards and you're asking like, what's the score? How much time? Like, it's just—it's a concert hall. Like, that's what it was built as. And, um, you know, like I, my IU friends always kill me because I'm like, tear it down, tear it down, rebuild something cool. Like, make it old school and make it cool. And I, I understand why we can't do that, but yeah, that's my—that's my assembly hall rant.
0: The Joyce at Notre Dame is really nice too.
1: Very underrated. Yeah, Smaller. I've only—I've only walked through that. I, I haven't gone to a game there. I've only walked through it. Yeah, it's a smaller basketball arena, but it's
0: it's cool because like the the way they have the seats, it's like right on top of the court. I like it. Okay.
1: So, so is we, pretty similar. So okay, two things. Centos, I went to a game when they beat Providence to win the big East tournament a few years I worked ago. That Chris game. Mack, Chris Mack was there. Um yeah, and I that was that like yeah, it was awesome. Um, but I was texting people from from the Centos Center because I went alone. Um because they were doing, like, a licensee thing there. So if you were a licensee, they invited us and gave us beer. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure, I'll drive over there and, sure, and, and yeah. take advantage of that. Um, and I was texting people in there. I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm at a pro game. I was like, the in-venue uh, entertainment, I was like, this shit is dope. Like, this, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, pyrotechnics and the crowd was crazy. And they interviewed a dude that was, like, had season tickets for 87 years. And he was. they were like, what's your best – Memories like anytime we beat Cincinnati, you know, and like, <laughs> and like the crowd like goes crazy and shit. And then uh, so I was telling my brother in law about it. And uh, my nephew actually has an offer from Xavier for uh, baseball. He's a pitcher. Uh, a high school pitcher right now and so he went on a recruiting visit there just a few weeks ago and went to a game and my brother-in-law was the one now texting me like and this place is dope they got this that and i was like no that's the same text i sent you like two years ago i was like i tried to tell you you know so yeah like that game that that arena is awesome and i really want to come to a cincinnati xavier game at the CentOS. like i think that'd be dope
0: yeah, that was where it was this year. So this was um I've worked it now three times, once at Cincinnati, twice at Xavier. And um it's cool to work it at, at the shoe, you know. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you're at Centos and it's like like you said, like the crowd's so into it. And um since they redid the shoe, it looks amazing at Cincinnati. Yeah,
1: I've I've not been not been there, but we did go to uh Fog Allen uh in December. That was oh yeah. Incredible. So I bet it was like Hinkle Fieldhouse on steroids, basically. Um, it's just so much bigger, but it's got that fieldhouse feel to it because that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. So, yeah, it was that was a uh, uh, checking it off the bucket list for sure. I was supposed to work
0: my first game at Hinkle this year for Xavier Butler. Okay. And then my wife got COVID.
1: Oh, so I didn't
0: want to take any chances. So.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you'll get back. Hinkle, Hinkle is hinkle's beautiful i I, I honestly wish that they wouldn't have redone the interior on the offices but they had like water like buckets catching water in people's offices shit and i was like yeah no like that that's the way it should be like that that fits you know and (laughs) so they redid some of the interior but like the 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 aesthetic of it stayed the same so it's still cool
0: yeah i like it so last collection we we'll talked about is we t- hit on all of our local schools, you talked about this earlier, how you never liked Louisville, but the collection so sweet. The red shorts, the Danny crumb era. I love those. I love the t-shirts that that Cardinal logo. I think it's just one of my favorite logos. Yeah, in man. All college sports. It's just They're
1: awesome. great. Yep. It's great. Dunking dun- we got dunking Cardinal. We got dribbling Cardinal. We got like standoff Cardinal. We got kicking a basketball Cardinal down there. Um, you can do a lot with that. Uh, with that guy and we actually have a really, really cool quarter zip coming in March, um, as part of this and also a retro gym bag to add to it and, um, some NCAA specific Louisville stuff as well. So, um, we're going to be adding to that collection and it's always fun to add to the Louisville collection because they just have so much good stuff in their, in their history, like kind of an underrated program really on a national, national scene.
0: Yeah, it is, man. And it's a fun place to see a game. KFC Yum Center is literally an NBA arena. It might as well be an NBA
1: arena. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I haven't been to a game. I've been to several concerts because it's obviously close to uh, Evansville. So they get a little bit bigger names than we do here in Evansville. So we've been to concerts and stuff there, but we haven't been to a game, but we need to get there. I almost saw Prince there
0: and then he, I couldn't make it. And then he died months later. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough one. My all-time <laughs> favorite musician ever. And yeah, he like announced the concert like three weeks before he did it because he's Prince. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to yep. be there. And of course, you know, it sells out. And it's like, I'll catch him next. Nope. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bummer. That's too well, bad. Well, Josh, you took more, uh, we gave you more time than I asked for. So I certainly appreciate your extra time here. Man. Oh, this was a lot of fun to talk about. I love you guys are doing i think it's really fun um i'm really excited to see as you guys get more out and also thanks for breaking some news on my show without yeah no no way we can get some more people excited but
1: open book man open book before
0: we get you out of here if you want to take a second to shout out the pods the website anything you want to take out by opening it take a second
1: cool i appreciate it yeah 99 uh is one nine nine.com for the website. Uh we have two pods. So the run it back is with Truth Media. Um and you can find that on on any of wherever you get your podcast. Um and we just finished recording with Sam Perkins from the 82 UNC oh, team. So cool. that'll be yeah it was cool. He he was real real. Cool with it. Yeah absolutely and uh so that pod will be coming out probably this Thursday, maybe next Thursday one of these thursdays it'll be out um and then we have the hardwood history uh podcast kind of we call it the 3.0 version because we've changed it so many times so we're, we're starting a new format that we've got one show recorded and we're going to record again tomorrow so check those out wherever you get your podcast uh be sure to visit 99.com and then uh you know be on the lookout for hardwood heaven march 13th right after the selection show.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we're three weeks away from that already. So crazy. crazy,
1: It's coming so fast, man.
0: It is, man. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you all for tuning in as always. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, this is going to be going up probably Wednesday of this week so we can kind of get our second half of the NBA season ready. Uh, be sure to check us out on The Bench Mob and on Shot Callers as well as here on At Large Bench every week. Uh, thank you, guys. Please take a moment to give us a solid five-star reviews. Follow Josh's podcast he just mentioned as well. Everyone have a good night. Take it easy.